This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company. And again, they've got tons of great cars, trucks, SUVs, minivans, crossovers, even some motorcycles over there. Go to rbcarcompany.com for special promotions and offers today. Uh, by the way, just uh, real quick, happy anniversary to the president and his wife. They are celebrating their 15th anniversary today. The White House actually released a photo that nobody's ever seen before of the two as a commemorative item, if you will. But obviously, the story of the day is impeachment. They actually started trying to make some arguments today. Uh, and it also had uh, had both counsels being admonished by the chief justice. We'll get to all of that here this hour. Uh, well, at least this half hour. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of highlights that we can go over, but there have been some lowlights, and we'll, we'll get to those. Uh, in the meantime, the attorneys generals of... 21 states have now come forward with a blistering rebuke of the impeachment of President Trump, uh, asserting that it establishes a dangerous historical precedent. It, of course, does. And as I have pointed out uh, many times, and I know that I'm not alone in this, the fact that you are trying to impeach somebody who hasn't committed a crime, your articles of impeachment are not a crime, um, that sets a terrible precedent for every political party to be able to go ahead and oust whoever is president simply because they don't like who they are. And like I said, this is something that has been building slowly for, I've been doing this, what, 14 years or so. And over a decade, I wrote an article, I think it was for Men's News Daily, Impeachment Chic, where everybody was just deciding that we're going to impeach whoever is in office simply because we don't like their policies. They don't have to do anything that's impeachable. We just want to go ahead and hold a recall election because we don't like their policies or we want to go ahead and impeach them because we don't like their policies. And that is just kind of where the country has been going for over a decade now. And this is the culmination of that. Uh, We don't like the president, so we're going to go ahead and impeach him in spite of the fact that he hasn't done anything impeachable. And in fact, all the evidence that you need, other than the 30 seconds that it takes for an Internet search to prove that the two articles that they've sent for impeachment are not crimes beyond that if you are going to sit here and and watch the democrats as they are making their case you'll notice that they keep saying that we don't have enough evidence to, I'm, I'm paraphrasing obviously and i'm reading between the lines we don't have enough evidence to convict him in the senate so we need more evidence to come forward and we need the senate to do that because we couldn't do that in the house for whatever reasons by the fact that they they themselves had the power to do all of these things so not only that But they are rehashing old conspiracies that have long been put to bed and been debunked, like Trump-Russia collusion, which never happened, okay? The fact that they are continuing to push those narratives in order to bolster their impeachment case proves that they don't have a case. If you have a case, you stick to the facts of that case and you go with it. Why would you drum up things that you were already embarrassed about because you made these allegations for a long period of time? And they were false and untrue. I would also like to point out that Adam Schiff, not that long ago, had to admit that he was completely wrong about the FISA warrant being legal and appropriate. He was forced to admit that the FISA warrant was wrong. He was forced to admit that. Was that three weeks ago? That's it. Now, again, they're still out there. He's making the Trump-Russia collusion case uh, today. So these attorneys generals, they're right. It does set a dangerous precedent. Quote, 
If not expressly repudiated by the Senate, the theories animating both articles will set a precedent that is entirely contrary to the framers' design and ruinous to the most important governmental structure protections contained in our Constitution, the separation of powers. And again, very valid points here. As I pointed out, you might not like Donald Trump. You might not want him to be president of the United States. The issue is he has not done anything illegal. He has not done anything impeachable according to the United States Constitution. The two articles that they have sent are not crimes. Okay? You have to have high crimes or misdemeanors and bribery. That's what you have to have. None of those exist. There are no high crimes. There's no misdemeanors. There's no bribery. Period. Period. So it it has nothing to do with any illegality. Well, let's see. Even an unsuccessful effort to impeach the president, which this will be, undermines the integrity of the 2020 presidential election because it weaponizes a process that should be only be initiated in exceedingly rare circumstances and should never be used for partisan purposes. The letter continues. And 100%. They are absolutely right. Now, again, if you have a president of the United States who comes in and actually breaks the law... You know, maybe they go to war without notifying Congress and then still continue to refuse to notify Congress after that, like Obama did. Um, you know, maybe that's an impeachable offense. Maybe that's there's an argument that can be made for that. Uh, if the president, oh, I don't know, rapes people, um, then that's certainly an impeachable offense. If they witness tamper or they commit perjury, things like that, those are impeachable offenses. Okay. Now, again, um, you can argue about whether or not those are worthy of being. Uh, taken out of office. I think most people would understand that they would be if they were level-headed about it. But using your executive privilege, which is a power guaranteed to you in the United States Constitution to go ahead and um, and not self-incriminate, if you will, that's not obstruction, okay? That's not how it works. But that's what they're trying to say. And it's not true. And I know that you already know this, and I know that everybody's kind of beating the drum on this, but it's important to continue to remind people that this is the fact of the case. He was accused of doing something on that phone call. He released the transcripts of the phone call. We found out that what he was accused of doing didn't happen. And the Democrats have been trying to make up an excuse to, to go forward with it on this based on this phone call, no matter what. And all they are doing is listening to people who are not listening to the phone call and ignoring everybody who was on the phone call who says the Democrats are wrong. Everybody. Now, the House Democrats yesterday, remember I kept talking about that really boring lady that just kept talking and talking and talking. She was talking longer than Schiff yesterday. Her name was Representative Val Deming. She's from Florida, Democrat. She used the phone records that Adam Schiff illegally obtained in her arguments. Now, you have to understand something. There's still a pending potential case here where they're looking into the legality of his being able to do it, and on the surface of it, it sure does look illegal, Okay. But Adam Schiff obtained phone records for a whole host of people, including members of his own committee, who were not accused of any criminal activity or anything. Uh, and they used those, even though those things, uh, which are, again, supposed to be potentially, um, well, not supposed to be, but potentially illegally obtained records, she used them in her statements yesterday. That's, that's where things, folks, it is, this, you can't make this up. Now, Adam Schiff went off on the Trump-Russia conspiracy in his opening arguments again today. I'm not going to play you any of the stuff that he said. I listened to the clips. It's the same old crap you've heard a million times, okay? You don't need to hear it again. But Adam Schiff, even Politico, 
and even the mainstream press is picking up on something that I have told you for a while now, okay? They've picked up on it, and they're all going after Adam Schiff because Adam Schiff got caught lying about impeachment evidence again. This is all involving the Parnes character, who I've told you for an extended period of time now. This is an old story that goes back to early November, and everybody involved with this guy says that he is lying. Everybody. And that this appears to be an attempt to leverage some kind of a deal for his indictment because he's currently under indictment from the Department of Justice. So all of these things that we've been telling you going back to November of last year have now come to pass and the press has finally caught up with us and they're saying, "Uh uh-oh, Adam Schiff misrepresented the evidence that Parnas was giving him. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Adam Schiff is still lying up there. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. Adam Schiff got caught lying about evidence again. So we've had two days of impeachment trial and two days where Adam Schiff has been caught lying. Yesterday, he played doctored video clips and he misquoted the president. And we caught him doing that again. And today, he is lying about the evidence that he has, which is this so-called new evidence, even though it goes back to early November of last year, which involves this Parnes character, who has been indicted by the Department of Justice. I have to keep reminding you all all of this, and is probably leveraging all of this in order to get a deal. House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff, Democrat of California, appears to have misrepresented impeachment evidence that was used during the House Democrats' impeachment investigation, according to a report from Tuesday evening. Now, this is Politico, a left-wing publication, with the exception of one person who works there, right? Now, according to documents obtained by Politico, text messages between Lev Parnas and Rudy Giuliani were, quote, mischaracterized. Rudy Giuliani on the news yesterday said, what you guys are saying happened didn't happen, okay? And as I pointed out, the Ukrainian foreign minister, the Ukrainian president, the Department of Justice, multiple Ukrainian officials including the people that were supposedly in the meeting the Parnas says everybody knew it was a quid pro quo. They all say he was lying. Everybody says that he was lying. There isn't anybody out there that says that Parnas is telling the truth. Nobody, except for the Democrats who need him to be telling the truth for the impeachment trial. And, of course, this would be new evidence that the House of Representatives didn't bother chasing down in spite of the fact that it goes back to November, right? So, anyway... Uh, let's see. Politico says the text messages between Lev Parnas and Rudy Giuliani were mischaracterized by Schiff in a letter sent to House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler last week. This is the thing about Schiff and Schiff. I said Schiff. Schiff and the Democrats is that they should all be mad at him. He's the one dragging them down this this path. He's the one that keeps getting caught breaking the law by wiretapping and obtaining the phone. Well, I guess he didn't wiretap. He obtained the phone records. Of, of his fellow members of Congress and members of the media and press and everything else. These are, these, these are things that they should be upset about. He's consistently been wrong. He's been caught lying on more than one occasion. And not only should the Democrats be upset at Adam Schiff, because keep in mind, he lied in his letter to Jerry Nadler about this. He lied to Jerry Nadler, who, by the way, was admonished by the Chief Justice today 
along with Trump's legal counsel, because um, Jerry Nadler basically made the case that everybody who's a Republican in the Senate was un-American. So now, we'll get to it if we have time today. So now you've got Schiff has lied to Nadler, Schiff has lied to Pelosi, Schiff has lied to the members of his committee, Schiff has lied to all of these Democrats. But Schiff has also been repeatedly caught lying red-handed now. We're not talking about, oh, we think he's lying. No, he's been caught lying red-handed to members of the press for a long period of time. And they keep having him on. And nobody in the press is angry with this guy. How is it that somebody who keeps getting the story wrong, who is your source for the story, and he's been their source for a lot of these stories, but he's consistently been wrong or he's lied to people, how is it that none of them are pissed off at this guy? How is that possible? I don't like it when somebody lies to me about something small, right? And I think most of you probably feel the same way. So how is it that somebody who is dragging everybody through this entire process, who has embarrassed news networks because things that he has said on their programming that was supposed to be an exclusive scoop, ended up not panning out and not being true, ended up being a fabrication, okay? How are they not mad at him? How is Nadler? Maybe that's why Nadler was so fiery this morning. He found out that Adam Schiff had lied to him about this whole thing. He just decided to redirect his anger uh, to the Republicans in the Senate. But I'm sure that he's got to be fuming somehow, some way, that Adam Schiff lied to him about what Parnes was saying in his text messages with Rudy Giuliani, which we have been telling you going back to November of last year. And again, I would like to point out, inside the Beltway, reality doesn't exist for them. Because all of the things that we have been talking about for months, they're just discovering as if it were brand new. Like the FISA abuse and everything else. They're all pretending that was a brand new story. Wasn't a brand new story. It was a long overdue story to have been covered. But they did their best to not talk about it. So now they're pretending that they didn't know any of these things. Politico is pretending that this is brand new information. It's not brand new. We have told you about it. Rush has told you about it. Other radio hosts have told you about it since November of 2019. In one section of the letter, Schiff claims that Parnas continued to try to arrange a meeting with President Zelensky, citing a specific text message exchange where Parnas tells Giuliani, quote, trying to get us Mr. Z. The remainder of the exchange, which was attached to Schiff's letter, was redacted. The unredacted version of the letter, which Schiff obviously had access to, and he did, he has clearance for that, shows that Parnes was actually referring to Mikola uh, Zolchevsky, the founder of Burisma. There's that word again, Burisma. By the way, Hunter Biden in trouble again today. Burisma, not President Zelensky. Wrong, Mr. Z. Notes from the meeting taken by Parnas show a series of questions and answers without identifying the participants. However, the responses include statements such as, we wanted to build Burisma, an international company. And we also thought that it would help the Ukraine to have strong international board figures, which even political concedes point to Zolchevsky, not the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, as the respondent to those messages. So now... You've got Adam Schiff making a case for the so-called new evidence, again, that goes back to November of last year, where everybody in that meeting that uh, Parnas is saying, we, he all, we all knew it was quid pro quo, I told everybody. Everybody who's in that meeting says, no, he didn't. He, we never talked about any of that. The meeting was like 30 seconds long, and there was no discussion of any of that. 
And then, so, Parnes goes out there and says, well, I've got these text messages and everything with Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani goes on the news yesterday, and Rudy Giuliani goes, well, yeah, I've got those text messages, and I'm going to be showing them to the public soon. I've got documents here that prove that he's not telling the truth. So, we find out that Adam Schiff, in an attempt to make it seem like the president's administration and Rudy Giuliani's people and everybody around the president who's helping the president with this case was trying to reach out to the president of the Ukraine for a back channel, quid pro quo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It turns out that it had nothing to do with any of that. But in fact, they were talking about having access to Burisma and Burisma being built into an international company and how Burisma would likely want to have powerful international figures on its board. Like, I don't know, the son of the vice president of the United States. All right, PJ Media. Politico notes that a Democratic official involved with the impeachment trial, quote, didn't dispute the suggestion that the initial interpretation was incorrect. Of course, the question is whether this was a legitimate error or a deliberate misinterpretation. Democrats, including Schiff, have been deliberately misrepresenting evidence since this impeachment effort started. So Politico's take on it is Adam Schiff might have mischaracterized this. No, there's no might. Based on the evidence that we have of Parnes and how many officials both in the Ukraine and the United States have been telling everybody since they're until they're blue in the face that this guy is not telling the truth, that he is lying, and that we have documented evidence that he is not telling the truth, Schiff didn't listen to any of those people. Furthermore, none of the Democrats participating in this process listened to any of those people. And the fact that they didn't makes you believe that they are either intentionally misleading the American people on all of this, or they're willfully ignorant. In other words, they just put their fingers in their in their ears and they start la-la-la-la-la-la-lying until they just can't hear any of the facts of the case because they don't want to hear the facts of the case. They just want to press forward because they have been trying to do this impeachment since before that phone call even happened. And that's a fact. Adam Schiff whipped up an entirely false version of the Trump-Zelensky phone call on the House floor. He defended his deception by claiming it was parody. Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats have done the same thing. And then he did it again yesterday. So he claimed it was, oh, it was just parody. And then he did it again yesterday. So Adam Schiff, two days with the impeachment trial, two days, two major lies. And it's it's still happening. So all of the press out there running around pretending that this part is information with some new smoking gun and should be added to the impeachment uh, hearings and all of this other stuff. The wind is just out of their sails today. For those who are actually paying attention to it, there's others out there who have no idea what's going on because they just tell them, they just tell everybody what the uh, the teleprompter tells them to tell people or what their Twitter friends are tweeting and they just retweet all of that and pretend that they're a part of the clique. This is, this is again, I, how Democrats, and may, like I said, maybe Nadler was ticked and that's why he was so angry at Republicans today, that he was deceived about all of this. I don't believe for a second that Adam Schiff did not know. Adam Schiff had access to that unredacted letter. He has the clearance for it. And the idea that he had no idea that they were talking about the founder of Burisma and not President Zelensky of the Ukraine is just an unbelievable, impossible, impossible scenario for anybody to to buy into. Just doesn't exist. He knows exactly who they were talking about. And he intentionally misled everybody about all of this in order to go ahead and bolster his case. But the thing that I keep I keep saying is just, you know, again, maybe Nadler was mad today because he found this out because Nadler was one who was, he lied to directly. 
all of these Democrats should be furious with Adam Schiff and all of these members of the press who keep taking Adam Schiff's word for these stories and putting him on there for these exclusive scoops. And he has been wrong every single time. I should say he's lied every single time because I don't believe that he's made any mistakes here. I think he's just deceiving everybody. They should all be furious with him, but they can't be mad at him because their hatred, their seething, stewing hatred of President Trump is not allowing any room for additional anger for anybody else. So they just let him come back on and continues to do the same dang thing over and over and over again. And that's where we get this entire farce right here. We've got more coming up. We've got a lot more to cover today. We're not going to spend all of our time on this. But we've got a lot more coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is the phone number. I'm going to ask you a question. I would love for you to call and give me your answer to this. Should the United States give parents a baby bonus? I'm talking about dollars, cash. Remember, several years ago, the Russian Federation, also known as Russia, or Soviet Union, to many of you who still believe it's the Soviet Union, um, and, and Putin's trying his best, don't get me wrong, but they started paying people to have babies. And they did this because the, the birth rate had declined so much. The United States, there are some people who are at the point where they think, we need to start paying people to have kids, okay? Now, we do have a, a large segment of our population based on various niche political beliefs that are not having kids. Some of them believe it'll destroy the planet. Some of them, um, you know, they just they get involved in their activism and that sort of thing, and, and they wait too long to be able to find a real relationship, and they don't have kids, all right? And then they end up regretting it later on we find a lot of people who do not have children end up regretting it when they get into their 40s their late 30s and their 40s um, they really do end up regretting it there's some who don't you know some people just are not kid people right no, nothing wrong with that i was more of a kid person until i had them <laughs> so i think there's probably a lot of parents who are in that boat i will probably be a really good part-time grandpa but <laughs> but other than that there's a lot of folks who just regret not having kids. You know, they they make life choices and eventually they try to fill that gap by, you know, saving kittens or dogs or something. So we have a birth problem. And this has been the case in the United States for some years now. Now, the people who are having kids, by the way, are those who immigrate to the United States. But native-born Americans are not having children. And as a result, our birth rate is falling. It's at the lowest point in decades. It continues to fall year after year, okay? And if, if this trend continues, it's going to be a problem, right? We're, we're a big country. You don't want to get a negative population uh, growth. That's always going to be an issue, especially when you're talking about retirement benefits and things of that nature. You generally want more people paying into that pod, not less. So people have started to, to say, we need to pay Americans to have children in order to fix our birth rate decline, and incentivize people to actually go out there, do the nasty, and have some babies. All right. I suppose that's a theory. Uh, the Russians have done it. Other countries have offered a financial incentive to actually have children. And I'm not talking about just a tax write-off, which, by the way, has just gotten much better under the Republican tax plan. Uh, we Parents, they do, unless you adopt, 
but parents do much better under the GOP's tax plan than we used to. And and it's it's been a big, big help. Don't get me wrong, but they're still saying that you have to you gotta pony something up and actually financially incentivize people to go out there and have children. I'm not convinced that that is the right course of action, but there are people who are making the case that we need to start paying people in the United States to have some babies. What do you think? 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364, and please let me know where you stand on this. To the phone lines we go. Connie, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Hi there. Um, I say absolutely not. Why not? And this is my reasoning. It's because if you're not ready to have a child, that child's going to suffer. I don't care what it is. We have a lot of people that do a lot of stupid stuff for money. Mm -hmm. And I can see those children going through a lot of abuse cases, (laughs) which we already have enough of. What if the financial financial burden of having a kid was the reason you didn't like just to have the kid on average is eleven thousand dollars now oh i know so there might be some people looking at by the way that's because you're you're dumb enough to go to a hospital you shouldn't be doing this at a hospital the american system of having kids is way out of whack but i digress i'm not gonna get off on that tangent but anyway um and the other one is that then you're gonna fall into a situation where i had a lot of people that um could not have children and won them dearly Oh, yeah. So then you're going to have to take in the aspect of um, if they adopt that child. Uh, well, who knows well, where that, I mean. And I suppose if you're offering a financial incentive to have kids and there's people who want to have kids, but they, they're physically unable, I suppose that they would have a case with, well, you've got to pay for our um, our uh, uh, what is it, uh, fertility treatments and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah. you, you could be getting on a bit of a slippery slope. You never know. Never know. That's All right, Connie, That's appreciate true. it. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, so uh, Connie raised the issue of, eh, you know, if you're not ready to have a kid. By the way, you're never ready to have a kid. Uh, it's just you, you, even if you think you are, you're not. And if you think that you're absolutely not ready, I assure you you're more ready than you think you are. But um, it's that's just a broad statement for the general populace. Bless you. So you have you have this, this proposal. Uh, I said it's an interesting proposal. But it doesn't mean, okay, doesn't mean it's something that we should consider yet, but there are some uh, intellectuals, if you will, that are looking at this and going, hey, we may need to start offering some financial incentives just for having kids, and this is beyond tax write-offs, all right? 574-2595-953, that is 2595-953. More of your phone calls on this coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. We'll get back to your phone calls and whether or not we should be paid a baby bonus in order to stimulate the birth rate in the United States, which has been steadily declining for many years. But first, got to talk about Impress Jewelry Creations. And you know, typically, you buy jewelry for one of three reasons. To say, I love you, to say, thank you, and to say, I'm sorry. That's typically why you buy jewelry. And all of those are extremely important things for you to go ahead and get the best possible product for your unique someone whom you happen to be buying for. And if you go to Impress Jewelry Creations, I want you to check out the new IJC Signature line. This is their new line of jewelry that they themselves make in-house. They've got four goldsmiths in there. 
over 100 years experience between them. They make the stuff in-house. They don't have to send it out. And they use all of their knowledge for the best possible diamonds and stones and precious gemstones and everything else. So you're going to get these amazing, unique pieces that are extremely high quality. And nobody else anywhere is going to have a piece like it. Okay? That's, that's if you really want to impress somebody, that's how you do it. You go to Impress Jewelry Creations and you get a one-of-a-kind piece for that one-of-a-kind somebody. Go to ImpressJewelers.com. Or visit them in person. Again, they're located in Granger at 1233 University Drive in City Plaza South. They're right next door to Temper Grill and C. Kramer Interiors. When you go to Impress Jewelry Creations, make sure you let them know that I sent you. All right. There has been a proposal in 2019. Democratic Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema, who, by the way, has been a pleasant surprise. I don't. I've always, um, I've always, from a shallow male perspective, been intrigued by her. But... Uh, she has proven to be more sane than a lot of people were expecting her to be, and, and a lot of her Democratic base has abandoned her. But there was a bill in 2019, late 2019, introduced by Kirsten Cinema and Republican Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy. It's called the Baby Bonus. It would provide new parents with immediate financial assistance using the already existing child tax credit upon the birth or adoption of a child. So adoption gets in there. Connie was asking about that. New parents who qualify for the full CTC could would have the option to immediately receive a $5,000 check from the federal government. They would then pay that back at 0% interest in the form of a reduced child tax credit. So $1,500 instead of $2,000 over the next 10 years. Uh, so it's basically a zero interest loan. But... I'm just asking the general question. What do you think about a baby bonus? Ben, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yeah, Casey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, listen, Casey, um, we already have that program. It's called Welfare. You know what? And I have several people on the live stream who have already written that. Yeah, yeah. and I know I, I hate to sound crass about it, but I it's just a proven fact that there are certain individuals who use the welfare system to have babies who just for the purpose of being able to collect a check. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just a hard, that's just a hard fact. And I, I'm sorry. Um, it, to me, I think there would be more individuals who would utilize it for that purpose, other than the fact that they're trying to um, bring more kids into the world. Gotcha. So um, you're, you're just saying, look, it, you know, we have to do something about the birth rate, but if you're just going to start incentivizing people, the wrong type of people are going to start having kids. Yeah, I, I do. Okay. Now, as far as adoption, now that that I think I think definitely that could be part of the program because there are just way too many kids. That really I would like to see adoption be free in the United States, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I yeah, we need to really the lessons lessen the restraints. On, on being able to adopt. Um, so anyway, but right. that's, that's the feeling on it. All right, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. And and when I say free, obviously you have to work out that the, the people who are running the facilities are obviously getting paid and everything else. So, uh, Abby, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Casey. Hi um, I, I guess I find this overall subject very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for myself personally, I'd need to know a little bit more about it and, and more safeguards that are in place. I don't necessarily think it's going to necessarily make the wrong kinds of people want to reproduce more. Mm-hmm. I think that problem has been, is been, and always will be, sadly. Um, I think we would also be remiss to not acknowledge that, you know, today, as you may know, it's the 46th 
anniversary of the legalization of abortion in the United States mm-hmm. uh, with the Supreme Court case, Roe v. Ro Wade, which reminds us all that not everything legal is moral. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, annually the abortion rate is dropping slightly in the last three to four years. That's it is. One of the statistics I read. Uh-oh. Did you accidentally hang up on her, Joe? Sorry. Well, we're running we're running close on time anyway. But no, here's the thing. The abortion rate is dropping. And so maybe as abortion becomes um, a little bit more averse in our society, then maybe the birth rate will go back up. That's a fair point. Uh, Travis, welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks Hi for having me on. You bet. Um, well, first off, anybody that's having a kid or even thinking about having a kid, just keep in the back of their mind that... Nobody will ever be financially ready to nope. have a kid. Never going to happen. That's holding anybody off. Right. It's never going to happen. I got two, love them to death, best thing that ever happened to us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but abortion is a big thing. I mean, they need to try to get a clamp down on that and and not let it happen as often because there's tons of people out there that can't have kids that want them. You know? True. Yeah, very true. And. And with, you know, like you said, with the um, adoption thing, I mean, it's so darn expensive for these poor families to, to you know, try to adopt one that, you know, I mean, it, it makes it extra hard for them, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of things they need to take into consideration there. There are. But, there are. But, you know, I mean, there's no reason why the the, pop, the the level of, you know, having children should be where it's at. Because yeah. I, no, I hear you. I got to run, but I appreciate it. Thank you much. And, and look, I mean, this is... Basically, you're going to get your child tax credit up front, and then you pay it back by claiming smaller portions of it every year.